Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium on Thursday, February 2nd, 2017. What a weird, weird month January was. First year of 2017 already flown by. And there's so many stories. I When I decided to do the story I'm going to do, I had to overlook a story about Germany wanting to use foreigners in its military. You know, where does that sound like, guys? Um, also, uh, the UK Parliament, the House of Commons, has overwhelmingly passed a, a bill to withdraw from the European Union. So it looks like Prime Minister May is on schedule for her May 31st target date to invoke Article 50 to withdraw from the European Union. So there's lots of stuff going on geopolitically. But I want to focus tonight on the relationship of President Trump's uh, infrastructure projects and some geopolitics. There's a very interesting, it's a very short article that I'm going to be talking about tonight, uh, a very interesting, very short article at the Nikkei Asian Times um, website called Japan's Pension Megafund to Invest in U.S. Infrastructure. All right. This is a very short article. I want to read some um, paragraphs here at the beginning and at the end of this article. There's a lot of very interesting hints and suggestions in here that really caught my eye. And the big context behind all of this, again, I think is geopolitical. So here we go. The Government Pension Investment Fund, this is the Japanese government, would invest in high-speed rail projects in Texas and California. Infrastructure investments in the U.S. by Japan's Government Pension Investment Fund will feature heavily in the economic cooperation package to be discussed at next week's summit in Washington between the two countries' leaders. The goal is to create hundreds of thousands of American jobs in keeping with U.S. President Donald Trump's agenda and deepen ties between the two countries. New cabinet-level talk, uh, discuss, talks discussing trade policies and economic cooperation agreements are also on the table. Now, I want to skip down to the last two paragraphs in this article. Uh, the Government Pension Investment Fund will purchase debt issued by, listen carefully, listened by uh, debt list issued by American corporations. Let me say that again. The Government Pension Investment Fund will purchase debt issued by government corporations, um, American corporations, pardon me, to finance infrastructure projects. Stop right there. That's huge. That's a huge clue. This isn't going to be a merely government infrastructure investment program. And this is why I've been cautioning people and saying that I'm cautiously optimistic about President Trump, because recall, he has all those Goldman Sachs people in his administration. So the infrastructure investment projects here could largely be corporate projects, and this has a bit of to my mind, disturbing connotation because it could mean now that what we're seeing is what Catherine Austin Fitz has been talking about for so long, the rolling of assets into the private sector and the rolling of all the liabilities into the government sector, all right? This could be a hint of it. 
I don't know, but I'm putting it out there as a caution to follow. All right. Now, let me continue. Up to 5% of the roughly 130 trillion yen, or about $1.14 trillion, in assets controlled by the megafun can go toward overseas infrastructure projects. Currently, only tens of billions of yen are invested in that asset class. So in other words, Japan is also signaling that it is willing to expand about tenfold its investment in overseas infrastructure assets. And please note now that this is being qualified as an asset. So again, there's a cautionary note here. And leaving room for expansion. So in other words, Japan is going to expand its role in these infrastructure projects. Long-term financing for high-speed rail projects in Texas and California would be provided through such avenues as the Japan Bank for International Cooperation. In other words, high-speed rail is on the agenda. And as I'm going to get to in a moment with my my high-octane speculation, I suspect there's a lot more going on there as well. In the area of research and development, Japan aims for joint development, joint development of medical and nursing care robots. Robots will also help boost efficiency in inspections of America's aging infrastructure. Japan is considering joint research in decommissioning nuclear reactors. All right, now that's another key thing: robotics in medicine. Uh, talk about driving down some of the costs of healthcare, possibly at least the labor-intensive costs. Uh, I don't think it's going to have much of an impact on overall healthcare costs. But now, I want to go back to that high-speed rail thing because a few years ago, I think it was about two years ago, the American investor Warren Buffett dramatically expanded his investment in railroads all across the country. Uh, he bought a significant block in Burlington Northern Santa Fe, which is America's largest railroad network. And people overseas have to remember, in this country, railroads are still uh, private corporate interests rather than government interests. Now, what I suspect this means is, and I, I had this suspicion for quite some time, that part of the infrastructure would be a massive upgrading of the nation's entire rail network. So in other words, I think we're looking at the possibility of high-speed rail and a rail network throughout North America, throughout the United States and Canada that will be high-speed rail to move massive amounts of freight very, very quickly rather than rely on the interstate system in this country as we currently see it because that, too, needs some infrastructure upgrade. So this, I think, is one of the long-term cards, and they're starting in Texas and California. The other thing that I really am interested here, however, is the geopolitical implications of this, because we've been watching Japan also strike similar infrastructure development deals with Russia, with Vladimir Putin. And I have been arguing that Japan is being viewed at, by the Russians as a counterpoise to Chinese investment and influence in Siberia. Russia wants to develop Siberia. It has for a very, very long time. It's never really had enough capital resources 
to do this. So it has been turning to the capital-rich countries, China, and more recently, Japan. So Japan, I think, if you look at this, is fulfilling a, a role that we've seen Mr. Kissinger talk about. And again, that was an interesting development. That was a development that, in my mind, clued me in that there was a huge shift coming because about two to two and a half years ago, you'll recall, that Mr. Kissinger began openly challenging the anti-Russia narrative in the American media and in some American think tanks. He basically broke <coughs> with his own Rockefeller crowd. He made a few trips privately to talk to President Putin. And more recently, he and then finally Brzezinski have given up on the idea of the unipolar American world, all right? And Kissinger in particular has been arguing that the United States needs to move closer to Russia and to the extent possible weaken that Russo-Chinese strategic relationship. Now, in comes Japan. We've seen Shinzo Abe really maneuvering very, very carefully here. And now we see this infrastructure involvement of Japan, not only in the development of infrastructure, but in joint research into robotics and other such things with the United States. So what I think is happening here is Japan probably, to a certain extent, sensed these developments coming and is positioning itself and perhaps even being used. Time will tell whether this speculation is true, but is perhaps even being used and viewed by the United States, by the incoming Trump administration, as the go-between for any potential geopolitical realignments that are taking place. Rest assured that when this summit takes place next week in Washington, D.C., one of the subjects that they're going to talk about behind closed doors is Japanese impressions of Russia's readiness to deal and negotiate not only with the West, but more importantly, directly with the United States. That could be a huge thing in and of itself, because if we want to really speculate, we could see perhaps the end of the economic sanctions regime against Russia, and we could see some very interesting potentials for some trilateral infrastructure development. This might be the way that the global alone elite finally get their hands on Russia, and Russia is going to have to play that one very, very carefully. They will not abandon their strategic alliance with China, but they will probably be more open to the West. So this is a huge geopolitical move, in my opinion. It's going to be one to watch. Uh, I suspect that we're going to see similar moves by Japan. We've already seen Mr. Abe indicating this, that Japanese are willing to invest in places like the Philippines and so on, <coughs> and the rest of, of the Pacific Basin. So Japan is going to be very, very crucial, not only to these infrastructure projects, but apparently they're going to be very crucial in the Pacific. Remember what I said, though. This, there is a caution here, and let me read that sentence again. The Government Pension Investment Fund will purchase debt issued by American corporations to finance infrastructure projects. So in other words, this is a clue that Mr. Trump's infrastructure investment projects are not going to be 
exclusively government-driven, as we saw decades ago with the government development of the interstate uh, system. This is going to be a government corporation, private enterprise. That should give everybody pause. That could be a good thing, but there's also that possibility that Catherine Fitz and I have been talking about that this could be a sign of rolling public assets into the private sphere and the liabilities into the public sphere. So definitely important to watch here, folks, in the next few months. That's it. And I want to thank everybody, uh, by the way, for sending so many excellent articles. It's getting to the point where I wish I had a staff uh, to blog about everything that I would like to blog about. I just don't have time. But I want to thank you all for the excellent articles that you've been finding and sharing and sharing your own thoughts as well. That's it anyway. And we'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye and God bless.